Hey everyone, this is Christopher Luxon, the former CEO of Air New Zealand. This is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. This is Tracy Ibarra. I'm an executive solutions at Dell Technologies. This is Travis Chappell, founder of Build Your Network. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change, to navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, my very good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsos. Well, uh, as uh, you started reading it, uh, when I was born, the doctors told my mom that I'm not going to live a long life because I was a very sick child. So I went on through my childhood, uh, you know, going to school, was not uh, allowed to, to play during recreation because I would fall unconscious <laughs> many times during the week. So my teacher, Miss Chantal, introduced me to reading because she was to look after me during the, the recreation time and, you know, getting bored maybe. And she started bringing books and she introduced me to reading at the age of six. And I think that was my life defining moment because I really took to reading as a major piece of whatever I am today. And reading made me discover the world because that was my world. In fact, I started reading and uh, at six years of age, you read, you know, books are by Enid Blyton and, uh, you know, all these books. So I, I identified myself with the superheroes of the books. Whereas I was very ultra timid outside, I didn't have friends because, you know, I was bullied because of my situation. But I found when I was reading the books, I found myself as a superhero. So, and reading showed me the world. And uh, I, I saw that, you know, in all those stories and, you know, stories when you have books, uh, fiction and all, what does it tell you in the story? There's always a superhero is always starting, uh, you know, um, in a bad shape. And this is what, how I could recognize myself. I could, um, you know, see myself as those characters. And books completely changed my life uh, from six years of age. And I'm 55 now. So that has been a defining, a life-defining moment. But all throughout my life, this is how, what has pepped me up into becoming the person that I've become today. Fantastic. And, you know, life-defining moments is reading and, and helping you in your life. Now, your surname, Papia? Papia. Um, Papia. Okay, Papia. Where does that originate from? Um, you see, uh, in Mauritius, we have uh, several, you know, diverse, it's a diverse community, people having from India, Africa, China, Europe. Uh, my parents came from India, from a place um, that's called um, uh, Bengaluru or Andhra Pradesh. You know, that's the region where I come from. So that's that's... That's where the name come from. I mean, maybe that name has been distorted a bit because by British colonies, you know, because at that mm -hmm. time when, when people were saying their names and they didn't, the language was a barrier because they were not speaking English and when they were, you know, telling their yeah. name. So, yeah, I, I presume that's not the real name, but Papia, P-A-P-I, <laughs> is what they wrote on the birth certificate. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. And, and tell me something, the, how did you get into leadership? It's a long story. <laughs> a long story. 
Uh, so I told you I started reading. I mean, I started, I was initiated to reading by my uh, teacher in second standard. I was six years of age. And then I kept reading on, kept reading on. And then, you know, my life had a lot of, um, a lot of bankruptcies, if I can say that between uh, inverted commas. So in 1998, I, um, I lost my job and uh, I lost my, my wife. I was like, you know, I was, I was on the verge of divorce. I lost my job. And uh, there was a, uh, a lady from South Africa called Val Lage, And I was in really bad shape. I mean, uh, you know, lost job, no, no income. I lost my family. I was with two kids. So she, uh, she, uh, she was introduced to me by some other friends. And uh, listening to my story, she took a piece of paper. She wrote something on that paper and said, and gave it to me and said, Raven, go on the internet and subscribe to this design. And what was written on that paper was design at jimroninternational.com. Oh, wow. Jim Ron. Jim Ron. 1998. Still remember that year. Fantastic year for me because it was a year that was, I was, I was going in the rut. But that was when God sent that lady, Valage, to me. And I went home and I signed up to that design and started getting those designs. It was free. A free design. I couldn't afford a subscription at that time. So I started getting those designs, free designs. I started learning from the great Jim Rod. And this is how I was introduced to personal development. So I was reading. I was reading before, but I didn't have a hint of what personal development was all about. What was leadership? What was personal development? You know, I didn't, I didn't understand that. But then I understand that there was an industry called personal development. And that was like driven by the great Jim Roth. Because every day, uh, today, everyone you will speak to, Darren Hardy, Eric Worre, Carl Wilson, you name it. Every one of them will tell you, Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, Brendan Bouchard, their mentor has been Jim Roth. They have learned from him. And so I was initiated to personal development, personal development industry through the great Jim Roth. So I can tell you, I can boast that, in fact, that I have all the collections of books, CDs, DVDs of Jim Rohn, every one of them. And I was introduced uh, to many of those people who were working with Jim at that time, Brian Tracy, Dennis Whiteley, Les Brown, uh, Charlie Tremendous Jones, Jeff Reggie Tomer, and John Maxwell. So in 2011, because I was also buying, you know, buying from Jim Rohn, I started buying the other products. I started buying from Les Brown, started buying from John Maxwell, started buying from... All of them, I'm, I became a, 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 I was a reader, but I became a personal development junkie, if you can, if you can understand that. I became a fanatic of personal development. So I started buying everything. I mean, all the audios there. And at that time, there was no uh, social media. There was no like virtual, you know, they think. So books and uh, DVDs. And, and, you know, I'm in Mauritius. That's very far from the U.S. So just imagine if I buy something for $20, it will cost me like $40 for shipping. But I continuously bought. And I, I, I knew John Maxwell. I was introduced through all the leadership weekend of Jim Rohn. And I started buying books of John Maxwell. And in 2011, I got an email. And they introduced me to John. John Maxwell was launching his John Maxwell team, his legs. Uh, you know, his, like he said, uh, my legs to my legacy. And they, they were looking for their what well, one the first thousand founder partners, and uh, I responded to that email. And then someone called me. I still remember. I think it's um, I'm not getting the name, but I'm sure they will get that. And that that gentleman called me and said, "You know what? You are among the first fifty 
that, you know, just responded and you will be a founder partner. I'm telling you, Dennis, I didn't have the money. I didn't have the money. It was kind of like um, around $7,000. And they said, but you can sign up with $1,000. I didn't have it. I didn't even have $100. You remember 1998 was where I lost everything. And I was, that was, uh, you know, uh, so very, 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 very difficult period. So I said, um, what do I do? What do I do? And, and uh, I said, yes. I said, yes. And then I, I, I went and found the mini, you know, friends and, you know, so I, I was able to collect that $1,000 within a week and I signed up and it took me a year to pay for the 7,000 until I can go, I can fly to Orlando for that uh, certification. And I went in August, 2011. And uh, yeah, this is when uh, I was reading about leadership and uh, personal development, you know, personal growth introduces you to uh, leadership. Jim Rohn introduced me to leadership, but as Jim Rohn is an American philosopher, Jim Rohn is about mindset, is about, you know, making you believe, you know, what you have inside you. You know, that possibilities, that potentials that resides inside you. You're just aware or not aware of it. And most of us, we're not aware. This is how I wrote that quote. If you're not aware, you're nowhere, right? So uh, 90% of us, we're not aware that we have that potential within us. It's inside us. We just need to wake it up and make it work. But then John Maxwell was all about leadership. He was a guru of leadership. He talks, he, he sleeps, he, I, I, I presume, he walks, he talks leadership. So when that was, uh, you know, offered, I, I say to myself, I need to be there. I need to be in that team and I need to be a founder partner. So that's now nine years, 10 years now that I'm studying leadership with uh, John and now, you know, his own Mark Hall and, you know, Chris Robinson and Paul Martinelli and, and so many other people. So I got hooked on that leadership because there were so many definitions about leadership. But, you know, what I loved is when John says leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. So what strikes me is I can influence. I can influence. So this is why I, it hooked on me. I mean, I was hooked on that word. And on that definition as well. Yeah, fantastic. And, you know, um, uh, tremendous. And so listeners, I think the, the biggest thing you could probably take away from here is the fact that invest in yourself. Invest in yourself by reading books. Uh, we used to, in, our, in the older days, rather, we used to say, listen to tapes. And Charlie Tremendous Jones used to say that to us. The, you know, the difference between you are and where you and success and that is the people you meet and the books that you read and the tapes that you listen to. Well, we've got MP3 players and so forth nowadays, but whatever it is, team, invest in yourself. And as Robin said, you know, at times he didn't have the money. And what we're going to say here to you is this, do what you need to do to go out and invest in yourself, to develop yourself, to move forward. And I remember listening to Jim Rowan as well years ago, Robin, and it's just a fantastic guy. You know what? Uh, every time I hear that introduction, I think either, wow, he's had a lot of opportunities or this guy can't hold down a job. And... Uh, <laughs> But it is great to be with you. I am as passionate about leadership as you are, Dennis. And so thank you so much for having me on. That's uh, a real pleasure. Look, I've given that introduction about you. Is there anything else about your background that you might want to, to tell us? Well, most people are shocked to find out that uh, I grew up in an extremely poor family. We were on welfare. We were in government housing in a small community in uh, Northern California. 
Never met my dad. My mom was an alcoholic who would go to the bars and come home with a different guy every night. And I didn't ever think we had it bad. That was just my reality. Uh, where we lived in the community, there were no rich people. And that was just kind of how life was. As a result of that, when I started getting some of these opportunities, I've been grateful right from the very beginning. And now it's a privilege to start giving those opportunities to other people who came out of rough backgrounds. And I love doing it. Yeah, fantastic. And you know, to see what you've done as well around the podcast that you have, 700 episodes, that whole journey of doing that, it's been fantastic. And would you say that you've done that by yourself or have you had a team around you? How have you got to 700 episodes? Yeah, I appreciate that. What a great question. I tried to do it by myself for about a year, but I always found excuses or other things. I, I certainly had enough money to buy what I needed to buy. So I thought, well, if I buy one more course, if I do one more thing, and, uh, and I just was putting it off. Finally, I started hiring with a uh, virtual assistant, and we've built our team out from there. In my various businesses, uh, just the personal businesses, I have about 30 employees now, and they crush it, and they keep me accountable every day. It's interesting how we can buy as many courses, we can go to as many workshops, we can do as many things as we like, but if we don't put it into action, execution, and get on with it, it's never going to happen. And uh, that's just a, a prime example. Yeah, it's it's so true. We teach that to others, but I think the reason we're so passionate about it is because we've failed there in our own past, and that yep. allows us to catapult forward now. Excellent. So how did you get into, into leadership? Yeah, great question, especially with my background. I think that it was probably with sports in the beginning. So I had that rough background, but I was always a fairly athletic kid and, and kind of smart. I didn't have to study as hard to get good grades. And so that gave me extra time to go to all the practices. And I had some really good coaches, some people who would kick my rear for me, wouldn't let me get away with anything. And they cared about me growing as a young man, not just about being a good athlete. Uh, that would help mm. the team in some way. And seeing their leadership, I thought, oh my goodness. I think there was this heart cry for me of, man, whoever their kids are, the luckiest person in the world to have a dad or someone like that who would you know, put some boundaries out there and care for them. Uh, but I saw good leadership even from my high school coaches. And I thought, I want to be more like that. Yeah, excellent. And you know, even if you think about your background as well, you're saying about you didn't get to know your dad and, and so forth. And then seeing kids like that. But I think where, where I see all of that is the fact that, you know, we have some role models in front of us and, and other ones that really sort of set us up for, for things. And that could be the role models from a positive perspective, but also from a negative perspective. And, and those experiences actually help us set up for, for things as well. Talking about role models, who's your favorite leader? Now, this person could be alive or from history. So who's your favorite leader and why? If I went for all time, then 100% sure it is uh, Jesus. I know that he's the greatest leader of all time. And uh, I think that was because he didn't judge people, but he still loved them enough to tell them the truth. So here you have this guy who never ventured more than 100 miles from his hometown. There was no social media. He changed the globe more than anyone else ever have. And so that, those two foundations of love and truth are very, very powerful. And that's why those are the two foundations of my executive coaching business today. Will I love them enough to say something? And as a result of that, you know, you say, well, what year is it? 2021. Based on what? Well, that goes back in history to this guy who lived in the Middle East, who cared about people and would tell them the truth and it changed the world. So that's in history, probably modern day. 
Lots that I could name, two that come to mind right off. Jamie Dimon, the head of Chase Banks. I really like him and you don't hear him mention much, but he's a guy who came out and said, hey, Bitcoin's a fraud, don't go there. And then all of a sudden, a year later, he's like, I was 100% wrong, here's why. We are going to start embracing this and this was my mistake and I held us back from doing better sooner. He was also very transparent and forthcoming about his some medical conditions he had. And so I love that kind of transparency, vulnerability. I think we need more of that in our leadership. And again, I can name a lot. One of those, one of my business partners, a guy named Hans Struzina. And Hans was a, a U.S. Olympic athlete. So top of his game, right? In the last Olympics, he was rowing for the United States. Favorite to win the gold medal, goes to Brazil, and he comes in fourth place and misses a medal. Huge, huge personal failure. And so he comes back. Well, you know what he has done is he has said, man, that hurt so bad. What did I learn about myself and what have I learned about others? And how can I help people to shift their mindset when they go through failure? And I, I just think this guy is such a stud. I love the dude. And so people like that are all over. If you'll open your eyes and look for them, you have uh, heroes all over. And I, I enjoy just being part of their lives when I have that opportunity. Yeah, what an awesome, I mean, it must have been very, very hard for him. But what an awesome platform to learn, to move on and, and learn from our failures, to come back stronger, to come back a more effective leader. leader. And just to move that mindset shift is, is amazing. Yeah, his podcast is killing it where he talks about mindset shift all the time. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. Excellent. Hey, the show is called Leadership is Changing. And when I say that title, what does that mean for you? Well, certainly I know that that is more true than ever. Because if you think of it this way, the entire world is changing right now faster today than it ever has in history. And it will never change this slowly again. So just that fact, if you add to that how different millennials are from baby boomers, and that's one of the areas in my coaching practice, I, I help my clients understand that and crush it in that area. Those are skills that you have to have today as a leader that you didn't have to have during the top-down leadership of the past. And so leadership is changing every single day. We're never going to stay up with all the technologies, but if we can lead with caring about the other person, telling them the truth and making good decisions, we're going to win. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 